Pete Sweeney, 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 Pete Sweeney. It is time to talk to our Chiefs insider, Pete Swinney from Arrowhead Pride. As always, it is presented by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, the official sports book of 610 Sports Radio. C-Dot just walked to the studio. He said, I hate that song. We actually love it. I think Pete Swinney likes the song. Why does he hate it? I don't know. Do they give you an intro when you when you go on their show? Uh, it's it's an intro, but it, it's it's the, the stock lady. The stock lady says a couple uh, things, and, and then they get into it. Yeah. That's not nearly no, as creative. Like, no. Now joining us, our Chiefs insider, Pete Sweeney. That's not as much fun as a no, song dedicated to you. They, it, The lady says that I'm the pumpkin spice prince and the king of St. <laughs> Joe, and then I get into the speed out segment, yeah. Huh, okay. Is that an elected yeah. position or king of St. Joe, or, or is that something you just appointed to? You know what I, I think I'm learning here is, man, when you guys – Leave that station. You are not turning on 610 at 3 o'clock on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> played a number of times. Oh, oh. Well, it turns out sometimes when you do four hours of sports radio, then you just kind of ignore it the rest of the day. This is accurate. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty clear at this point. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. We're, uh, we were talking about the team earlier, and I think one of the things that stands out to me about this is I don't think, as much as I think the Chiefs are going to win this game, Pete, and it's funny to make fun of the Broncos for where they are, I don't think it's a reasonable expectation to just assume the Chiefs are going to move this ball against what is, I think, the best defense in the NFL. And I know that against the other three top five defense in the NFL, they're scoring 33 points a game. It just seems like this one's going to be tough to move the ball. Yeah, and I, I think the ultimate advantage is Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, they, they are a team with a lot of injury. we got to see who's available and, and who's not. And so I, I think that's going to impact them as well but i the thing that sticks out and and this is what gives me pause is, is not only the defense and i guess when you're talking about a broncos possible monumental upset it, it would be based upon defense and, and a really ugly game but this is their most important game of the year i mean their season is pretty much over i know that they get the chiefs again in kansas city but they really want to break this streak i mean it's the only thing they really have left that that is any kind of value to their their season and i, I think that's important to remember heading into a game like this. The Chiefs are significantly better, and a lot has to do with the offensive side of the football. But this is one of the best defenses in football. It's not like we have seen the Chiefs struggle. I just tend to think that after losses, and, and this is just the way the world is now with the 24-hour news cycle and you forget stories seven days later, we forget a little bit just how good Patrick Mahomes is, especially when he doesn't maybe have the greatest game like we saw with the Bengals for, for a number of reasons. And you can have the best defenses in the league. We've seen it already this year with San Francisco, where they dropped 40, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading into that game, they were playing really well defensively, and the Chiefs rolled over them. I know it was only a 10-point win, but they dominated that game, and I just tend to expect the same. We, we have a little recency bias in a bad way sometimes, uh, but you got to remember, this is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair, and also, I mean, two weeks ago, this Broncos team played Carolina, and they still gave up 23 points to the Carolina Panthers. So while they may not be giving up 30-plus points a game or anything like that, if Carolina put up 23 on this defense, like I don't think we're, we're talking about a 14 to 10 game on Sunday. Yeah, and they just they just have no offensive weapons. Everyone everyone's injured. Russ Wilson has looked like a, a shell of himself. And and again, any, any given Sunday, but I mean, you're at a point where if you score 14 points, 
should be good, right? So like, it feels like that. I mean, yeah, it feels like that's the case. Like for this Chiefs defense, what what's reasonable for them? Because you just you just mentioned how bad the Broncos' offense has been. We know the Chiefs' defense has struggled, but they don't give up thirty points. Other than one game this year and a winning effort against the Bucks, they don't give up thirty points uh, this season. So is a fourteen point, seventeen point expectation reasonable for this Chiefs' defense to hold them to? I think it should be expected. This offense has looked really bad, and they're getting more injured each and every week. I feel like if the Broncos were able to get 21 against the Chiefs, even what is a big game for them, that to me would be a disappointment. I think you're happy with 17, but it, it, you, shouldn't, you should make the case that it could even be less. I mean, that's how bad they have been. And this will be still a test for young players going up against a veteran quarterback, but that, that veteran quarterback just isn't the same anymore. You know, I, I think we've seen that, and what's funny to Chiefs about the Broncos is I think based upon the situation, they have to probably lean into him for at least another year. You know, maybe they change the staff because of that contract. And so this is not only a disaster that's going to continue for the next, what, uh, five weeks, but I mean, you might be talking about the next 23 weeks of regular season football of Russ Wilson in a Broncos uniform. And it's just, man, when, when it was that, that reign of terror of Peyton Manning and the Broncos, uh, you were waiting for something like this. Never in a million years could expect it to be this bad in reverse, uh, and, and that's what you're getting right now. Pete, I think you could make an, a strong argument that if right now they said, all right, Pete, you can be the general manager of any NFL team, and you got to rank them 1 through 32, that the Broncos' job would be the worst job to take as a general manager right now because you'd have an awful yeah. quarterback situation – and no picks to solve it, and no cap fa- cap space to fix it. I mean, it, it's without a doubt. Uh, you know, I guess prior to 12 hours ago, when they didn't have a quarterback and no picks, uh, but Baker May- Mayfield is back to being a, a wonder kind. So, <laughs> I mean, now, now the Rams' job is look, looking a little bit more attractive. I, I think that probably would have been the other one, and, it, and it's weird to say coming off a Super Bowl championship, but it, it's certainly the Denver Broncos. I, that's something that I, I always believe, and I always say you, know, you can have a really good 2-53. to, to 53. If you don't have a quarterback, what do, you, what do you really have? I mean, that was the case for a lot of years in Kansas City with, the, with that defense, the defenses that they would have. I mean, we, we experienced that. And it's not only the fact that the 51% is bad now, it's you lock that up for four more years and a lot of money. And I understand you could, you could bench that player and it, and it could feel really weird, but at, you know, at some point the ownership is, is not going to just eat a quarter billion dollars. And so I, I think they got to try him another year and, you know, walking into that job would just be set up for failure. I, I think that's an underrated part of when we're looking at sometimes these coaching and, and GM positions, the smartest guys that take these jobs have multiple offers and they wait for the right one. Uh, you know, when Chris Ballard, I know it looks bad now uh, with that disaster of quarterback situation in Indy, but when Chris Ballard was leaving the Chiefs, like, you know, from what I, I heard, he got offers to you know be the GM for other teams, and he, he wanted to pick a situation. At the time, he picked Andrew Luck, which was a pretty good decision, but, you know, sometimes things go the other way. But that's just one example of, yeah, I mean, if you're a, a hot GM candidate, you may, you may just want to wait one more year if the Broncos are your only offer. We're talking to Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider from Arrowhead Pride. We were just discussing Juju Smith-Schuster, who post-concussion and coming back, a couple games where it's around three catches, 35, 36 yards or so. He went from seven or eight targets a game down to the four or five targets a game. Are they just easing him back in? Is that what we're still witnessing? Or is it because they're missing some other weapons on offense that it's making it more challenging for Juju? I think it, it's, it's a little bit of, of everything. I, I think that first game they were easing him back in, and 
what you saw is early on the week, it, I, I think the Chiefs were still unsure if he would pass the concussion protocol. So they were planning things w- w- for not having Juju, and I, I think that's why you saw the snaps were down. They were up the, the next game, but, but still, it hasn't been the same player we saw before the injury. And I, I think that could be some, some of him being off his feet. I mean, we all saw the, that injury, and it was as ugly as, as any injury that you've seen this year. And for, for him to have to be off his feet for you know a couple of days, I'm sure he wasn't working out like he would because you have to just rest for a concussion and then you have to get back in that mix. You almost have to retrain yourself, even if you're taking, let's say, between seven and 14 days off or whatever it was. And so I look at this game as a, you know, get getting Juju, his, his groove back in a sense. I, I just think it's been enough weeks now. Um, again, I know this is a tough defense, but this is a game where you have better weapons and you're clearly the better team. And so... I look for the Denver Broncos to try to do what Cincinnati did in the first half and, and lock down Kelsey. They're capable probably of doing that. And that's where I think Juju now sort of back in the mix for a few weeks will shine. Uh, so, Al, I know you're a, uh, you're a token better. I, I like the over on Juju this week. When you're looking at what the Chiefs do at offensive tackle the rest of the season, uh, is it just a matter of hope they play better? Because I'm a little bit torn, Pete. They don't give up way too many sacks, which I credit partially to Patrick Mahomes. But Pro Football Focus has their left and right tackle as giving up the most pressures at the tackle position in all of the NFL. That, to me, is troublesome. And especially troublesome because I'm not convinced that that won't keep them from offering Orlando Brown Jr. again. Yeah, I I went to the press conference yesterday and asked Eric Bieniemy about Lucas Niang. I mean, he, he sure made it sound like he's still going to be a backup. So I, I, I tend to think they're going to continue to roll with these guys. They got to keep Orlando Brown a left tackle. I, I mentioned the money thing about Russ Wilson. This guy's on the franchise tag. I don't see the franchise tag left tackle being replaced. But Andrew Wiley to me seems like a possibility. And what what it, you do in replacing a, a Wiley, let's say with the Yang, or even if you wanted to go in the direction of like let's see what Prince can do there, and, and say they play better, sometimes it makes your whole line better because if you don't have to help out one side, you can really focus those chips and maybe that extra lineman on the other side. And maybe that that's a direction the Chiefs go in. I'm not sure if it'll be this week. Maybe it'll be in the in the coming weeks. But I think the only possible position change right now of the starters can be right tackle. And one thing that the guys will always tell you as well is just the fact that the line is so based upon each and every member of it. And I like Nick Allegretti. I think he's a great sixth man. I think he's a great interior guy. But I think they've been missing Joe Tooney a little bit because uh, uh, you know he's one of the better guards in, in all of football. And so – my feeling is because he was a game-time decision last week, he should be ready to get back in the mix with that ankle this week, and we'll see if a, a position change comes on, on even Sunday at right tackle or, or maybe in the coming weeks. Lastly, Pete, just bigger picture, AFC right now. We were, we were talking a little bit earlier after last night's result uh, with the Raiders. They seem to be completely now out of really the, the wild-card picture, and it seems like it's the Chargers, the Dolphins, uh, or excuse me, the Chargers the, and, and the Jets for that final playoff spot at this point in time. Do you feel like the Chiefs, uh, are are still in good position here for the one seed, knowing that Buffalo has a team like the Dolphins and the Jets still left on the schedule? No, heading into last night, I thought the Raiders would win out heading into that Week 18 game, and, and it would be interesting for them. And the, I can't even believe I'm saying this. Baker Mayfield <laughs> ripped their hearts out. And yeah. so they almost have nothing to play for anymore. And, and so I, I don't feel like the Chiefs have any real games left where you're going to have the other team with, I guess the, the Seahawks game is one that comes to mind, but you know, even in that game, say, you know, the Seahawks are playing for their playoff life, but the chiefs are just a better team. Uh, and so I, I just, 
again, I, I don't want to look too far ahead. And I'm not everyone that's getting nervous here. I'm not skipping the Broncos game. I know they got to play each and every week, but I, it's hard for me to believe that they don't just win out here. Uh, and the, the roads for to Cincinnati and, and you know Miami and, and Buffalo just far far tougher because of the division. They like to stack these division games at the end. And the AFC West stinks. I mean, it just stinks. So the Chiefs have that in, in, in their advantage. Funny to say when we thought it would be the best division ever. Uh, but I, I still feel like Kansas City has pretty good control of this. I, I think there's a loss built in somewhere. And, and even as early as this week with, with Buffalo and New York, the, the Jets have a pretty good defense. You, know, you never know what can happen with uh, this kid, Mike White, and who's, who's playing a lot better than Zach Wilson was. You know, not, not fantastic football, but average is better than what they were getting. And so who knows? You know, you could wake up. Uh, after this week and, and the Chiefs may be back in control just having to win four games.